story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody, it is Mama G here It is so lovely to have you joining me for another episode of Storytime with Mama G, the podcast. Well, it doesn't really need the um, spooky extraterrestrial music. It wasn't what I was going for. Let me try something else. Storytime with Mama G, the podcast. Yes, that's what it needed. A fanfare. How has your week been? I hope it has been marvellous. I have had a very exciting week full of things that I am very excited to tell you all about. But before I do, you may remember that last week's episode was left on a cliffhanger. It was a two-part story. And now you are here, eager to find out what happens in the second part of the story. Now, I don't need to recap because I actually wrote the recap in to the story. So that's all going to happen momentarily. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the second half of the story. And this second half, you know when they give films secret sequel titles like... um, I can't think of any examples at the moment. Oh, is Beethoven's second? I think that's one. Beethoven's second. It's a little bit of a pun, you know, when they they scoop the the second in there rather than it just being Shrek 2. Well, I've done that with the title of this story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy The Second Black Queen of England. Let me catch you up. It's 2018. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have just got married. Most people are thrilled, but some people are a bit upset that the British royal family now has someone in it who has African-American heritage. Anyway, they don't know that in a couple of years that's all going to change and they won't like her for that either. But we found ourselves in Westminster Abbey where Queen Philippa of Ainop was getting very upset that a newspaper said that Princess Meghan would be the first black queen of England, when in fact, Philippa was the first black queen of England. Well, Edward III, Philippa's husband, explained all this to us while they were sat on their tombs, and then we found out that Meghan might not even be the second Black Queen of England. That title might belong to Queen Charlotte. And she is the reason that we are now in a taxi driving to Windsor Castle. You, me, and the ghosts of Queen Philippa and King Edward III. They've never been in a taxi before, so this is very exciting for them. 
and I've never met royalty before. So this really is terribly exciting all round. Now, the reason we're going to Windsor Castle is because when Queen Charlotte died in 1818, she was laid to rest in St. George's Chapel, which is in Windsor Castle. Oh, actually, we're here. Everyone out. Yes, Edward. This is Windsor Castle. What's wrong? Well, of course it looks different from when you were born here. You were born in 1312. How long ago was that? Hold on. No, I can work this out. I just need to take 1,312 away from 2,018. Um, uh, oh, do you know what? I've not got enough fingers for that. Let's just say it was a long time ago and things have changed. For a start, there's definitely more gift shops here than there were when you were born. Now, come on! Let's go inside and find Queen Charlotte. Right, we're in the chapel. Where will we find Queen Charlotte? Let's see. Ah, she's in the royal vault, apparently. Well, how do we get in? Oh, shall we knock on the door? All right, I'll give it a go. Ooh. Ooh, what's that slicing noise? My goodness, it's someone coming through the wall. Who are you? Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to scare you. Did you see that? He's running down the corridor screaming. That was a ghost. We're the ones who are supposed to be scared. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, there's that slicing noise again. It goes straight through me. Who's this now? George. George. You come back here right now. Hang on. I think that must have been George Third running away. Did you know that he was called the Mad King? He wasn't very well at all. Which means that that must be... Are you Queen Charlotte? Yes, I am. Who are you? I'm Mamma G, and these are my friends. Uh, and this here is Queen Philippa of Hainault and King Edward III. Mm, it's very nice to meet you all. What can I do for you? Oh, um, we'd like to find out more about your African heritage. Would you? No one ever wants to find out about that. In fact, your modern historians have only very recently started talking about it. It's funny how time can wipe away certain things, isn't it? Well, I suppose it is. But, um, well, what do you mean? Well, think about this. When I married King George in 1761 and became queen, some people said they thought I was ugly, and the same people said that I had African features that were too big for my face. Now, the slave trade wasn't abolished until 70 years after I became queen, 
So when I was alive, many rich white people owned slaves from Africa. And even my husband thought that slavery was a good thing. He actually stopped our Prime Minister at the time passing a law to abolish it. Well, that really is the pit. Yes, William Pitt. He was the Prime Minister. Well done. Well, thank you. That was definitely luck. Anyway, the sad thing is that when I was alive, being black was considered inferior and unattractive. So when artists painted my portrait, they would ever so slightly change my features to make me look like all the other royals you see in the art galleries. And as the years have gone on, Everyone has just assumed that I'm white. Oh, but I've seen a picture of Uluda Aquano. He was alive at the same time as you, and he was from Africa, and he had been a slave. But then he was freed and fought for the abolition of slavery. And in the picture that I saw, the artist painted him truthfully. So why did they change how you looked? Well... I might have confused some people. You see, I was of mixed heritage, which means that my family came from lots of different places. But my skin was pale enough that people could assume I was white, even if my nose and mouth and my eyes suggested otherwise. So, where are you from then? Germany and... Queen Philippa is from Belgium. So we were basically born right next to each other. Of course, many, many, many centuries apart. I am considerably younger than she is. All right, Philippa, calm down. But I can trace my family back to Alfonso III of Portugal. And Alfonso was a Moor. And the Moors came from North Africa, and therefore I have African heritage. So, yes, you could say that I was the second black <laughs> queen of England. Well, what's that noise? Can you hear something? Oh, Are you crying? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. I knew I wasn't crazy to be upset this morning when I read that Meghan could be the first black queen of England. How do you think it feels seeing right there in front of your eyes who you are being wiped away to suit history? Well, that's why it's so important that your stories get told. And that's why now, every October, is Black History Month. And during that month, libraries and schools and museums and all sorts of places focus on the stories of black people from all over the world to make sure that those stories don't get washed away and to celebrate the people they're about and to inspire the people who are listening. And that's why I'm so happy that you've both told us your stories. 
and I would have never known that this country might have had black queens. And I can't wait to meet the third black queen of England. Probably when she's giving me a damehood. Oh, look. <laughs> Here comes King George running back. Oh, dear. Queen Charlotte, you look tired. I am! He's a lot to put up with. I tell you what, shall we go out? If you want to find out more stories, I think we could meet lots of amazing black people from British history. Let's think. There's Olauda Equiano, Ignatius Sancho, Phyllis Wheatley, Ira Aldridge, Mary Seacole, John Edmonston, Samuel Coleridge Taylor, Paul Stevenson, Fanny Eaton, Olive Morris, Lillian Bader, Mary Prince, Septimus Severus, Justin Fashionu, Ottoba Cuguano, John Archer, Francis Barber, Claudia Jones, Harold Moody, William Cuffey, Jack Leslie, Adelaide Hall, Henry Sylvester Williams, Arthur Wharton, Robert Wedderburn, Julius Subies, George Bridgetower, Lord Leary Constantine, Len Garrison. Oh, gosh. That's a long list. And a lot of amazing stories waiting to be told. I don't think we'll be able to meet everyone today, though. I've got an idea. Why don't you look some of them up yourselves? And then you can tell me all about them. But look, I think I ought to go. Queen Charlotte and Queen Philippa are chasing King George around, trying to settle him down. <laughs> and what's that, Edward? The taxi is still running the meter. Why didn't you pay him? He doesn't take groats. Oh, what an expensive day this is turning out to be. But it was worth it to meet the first and second black queens of England. enjoyed that story. I had a wonderful time finding out about Queen Charlotte and about Queen Philippa of Hainault this Black History Month. And you may have observed that I was not by myself in that story. Not only were you all with me within the story because we went on that adventure together, but I was joined by my very good friend Sophie Cartman who gave voices to Queen Charlotte and Queen Philippa. Now, if you joined in with my 
Facebook Lives earlier in the year, you might have seen Sophie read Trish Cook's book so much. And Sophie did such a wonderful job. And she did a wonderful job of bringing those two queens to life. I've known Sophie for many, many years. And she's uh, given me lots of joy and laughter and support. And I am very grateful that she was able to take part in today's podcast. Now, there are still two weeks left of Black History Month. And, of course, it's not just the next two weeks you can find out stories about black history and important black people in our community and our society all year round. It doesn't stop. Black History Month is just a time when we're focused on those stories. Like in February, we'll be focused on LGBT stories because it will be LGBT History Month. But LGBT history never, never stops. Um, and I hope you are able to look up some of those people uh, that... Queen Charlotte mentioned on her list of other uh, incredible black Britons. I will put that list in the description of this podcast because some of the names are a little difficult to spell. Um, now, let's just skip ahead, shall we? Let's just march on. It's time for the book of the week. I'm going to be honest with you all, as I so often am, and tell you that I'm not that keen on fantasy fiction. I mean, I, I have read my fair share of it. I do love the Chronicles of Narnia. I enjoy also, um, uh, uh, just looking at my bookcase and trying to find some fantasy fiction... Uh, I like. Um, I thought. Oh, I like. You know, like five children and it. I don't know if that counts as fantasy, really. I mean, all fiction is fantasy in some way, but you know the sort of book that I mean. And I, I did try and read Harry Potter, but I wasn't terribly successful, actually. And I, I stopped. I got quite far, but then I stopped halfway through one of the books, and I never picked them up again. And then, midst me not picking up the books, the author of. Harry Potter said some things that incited uh, a little bit of discourse about transgender people, which I found very upsetting and very uncomfortable. But something positive did come out of that, is that I saw lots of reading lists where people suggested other authors of fantasy fiction that you could read if you were a Harry Potter fan but did not support the author's views and opinions. And I have actually discovered that I enjoy quite a few of these books that were upon the list. For instance, I very much enjoyed I'm a Gay Wizard by V.S. Santoni. I thought that book was wonderful and it was a previous book of the week. And the sequel is out in just a number of days. So uh, get your eagle eyes on the Wattpads book. What? No, Wattpads books. Instagram. No, Wattpad. I don't know what I'm talking about. Wattpads is the publisher. Have a look at their Instagram and you'll see they're doing giveaways and all sorts. I also enjoyed The Good Hawk by Joseph Elliott, which I read earlier in the year. And the sequel to that is coming out in January, which I'm very excited about. And now I would like to tell you about a book 
That is a piece of fantasy fiction for younger readers, as uh, the previous aforementioned books are for probably teenagers. Um, this book is for people who would enjoy the first Harry Potter book, so that's a sort of age. And it was suggested to me by the beautiful Lucinda Murray, who is a librarian that I work with occasionally. And for Mama G's Family Pride, she put together a LGBT reading list. And this book was on the list. Now, it's not strictly an LGBT book, but it does contain an LGBT character in an ever such a subtle fashion. And that's the reason that uh, Lucinda was such a fan of the book because the LGBT character in the book is allowed to exist within the story as they would in society and the story is not about them being LGBT. It just so happens that they are an LGBTQIA plus person and actually I believe them to be, though I've only seen one sentence about it so far in the entire book, I believe them to be a transgender person. And the way that is dealt with so quickly, very subtly, and very fundamentally is very, very touching and uh, very beautiful. So let me tell you about this book. It is called The Strange Worlds Travel Agency, and it is by L.D. Lipinski, and it is a first novel, and it is wonderful. It's very exciting, and it's put me in a very difficult position. Because I've also started watching a TV series that I really enjoy on uh, Amazon Prime. It's called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it's about a woman in the 50s trying to become a comedian. And But I'm torn because I want to watch lots of episodes of the TV series. But then I also want to read lots of chapters of the book. And I can't do both at night because I get terribly tired. I'm a hardworking person. So I've started to alternate. And tonight... It's the perfect night to read The Strange World's Travel Agency because the nights are drawing in. It's getting a little bit chilly. And I'm very excited about wrapping up in my duvet and reading this book. Let me give you a little lowdown on it. So essentially, The Strange World's Travel Agency is a travel agency and it takes you to strange worlds. But you have to have the quality of magic to be able to explore these worlds. And the way you get to them is through a suitcase. And one day, Flick, who's our central character, is she moves to a new town with her family and she's having a look around it and she finds this very strange building. And she sees something peculiar happening through the window. So she goes in and she meets Jonathan, who is the custodian of the Strange World Travel Agency. And he hands her something and she sees magic through it. And he is stunned. And he opens up about the world of the travel agency and they end up going on a few adventures to these incredible worlds. One world is just bouncy, everything is bouncy and another world is run by children and they run amok and it's actually quite scary. And uh, to be honest, I've not finished the book yet. I I'm about two thirds of the way through and they've just got to a, a, a smidge of drama in one of the worlds that they've gone to. And the reason they're going to all these worlds is because Jonathan is trying to find his dad. And we wonder what has happened to Daniel. I think his dad is called Daniel. Um, it's a very, very exciting book. I can read two or three chapters without thinking about the outside world. 
which for me is quite incredible. And I can picture these lands so well. L.D. Lipinski does a wonderful job of creating these fantasy lands that we've never seen in our lives before. So I would highly recommend that you find yourself a copy of the Strange Worlds Travel Agency. And I do believe that there is going to be a sequel. I think I saw something about it. Now, it's published by Orion. I'm, I'm sort of in the dark here, literally, so I can't quite read the back, but I think it says it's published by Orion. And I will, of course, uh, link down in the description to where you can buy a copy of this book, hopefully from hive.co.uk, because that way you can also support a local independent bookstore. <laughs> My goodness, thank you so much for joining me for story time with Mama G. I already know what story I'm going to tell you next week. It's a story that came to me in a dream. A very quick, short dream, but a dream nonetheless. And I'm very proud of the story, so I cannot wait to share it with you. Um, but before I go, I should tell you, you can see me live and in person in places very soon. Uh, first of all, one that is not live and in person, but on October the 25th, I am very honoured that the gorgeous people at Walker Books are letting me do an online story time and a reading of Julian at the Wedding. That will be at six o'clock on my Facebook page, so make sure you follow me there. And you can uh, watch the video, watch me tell the story. We'll be doing some crafts as well, of course. And we shall also be hearing a spooky story because that will be Halloween week. And then for Halloween, I am going to the Stanley Halls in South London on October the 30th at 5pm with Mamma G's Storytime Spooktacular. And then the next day, I will be at the Tram Shed in Woolwich at 10.30am, 1pm and 3.30pm with the same show. Um, there's going to be spooky stories, there may be some spooky songs, and there's going to be magic and puppetry, and it's going to be rather marvellous. So I hope you will be able to join me at one of those performances as well. Of course, you can find the link to tickets in the description and then, uh, oh, where else? Rapunzel! Don't forget, you can buy tickets to see me in Rapunzel at the Woodville in Gravesend. I shall be playing Dame Dolly Dumpling. And uh, tickets are available. And the show is running from December to the 11th. Uh, December the 11th to January the 3rd. And then, I can't remember if I told you last week. I'm sure I did, but I'm going to tell you again all the time. Because I'm so excited. Uh, the 19th of December to the 24th of December at the Stanley Halls in South London. They are presenting a musical version of my beloved Eunice the Horse. And this week I worked with the girl playing Eunice. She's called Bunmy Gabriel. We recorded one of the songs from the show. It's called Touch the Sky. And I assure you it will make you cry. Uh, we also filmed a video for it, and we are releasing that on October the 26th. But if you watch the story time on the 25th, you may well get a sneak uh, peek at it. Um, tickets are selling really 
well. I am gobsmacked that people are buying tickets. I'm so excited. It's going to be a marvellous show. I'm writing the script for it. And I really hope you can come and see it because I'm just so excited to see Eunice brought to life on the musical stage. And don't forget, you can, of course, find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for at Stories, and do feel free to get in touch with your questions, quandaries, queries, book recommendations. Let me know if you're coming to see me. Just if you want to say hi, if you want to give me to give a birthday shout out to someone, anything. Just get in touch, my darlings. It was lovely to spend this 20, 25 minutes with you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Oh, and also don't forget... Uh, you can catch me on Glitter Beam Radio every Sunday at 1pm. I will be telling this story again on Sunday, the oh, 70, 80, oh, Sunday the 18th of October. And I will be playing songs from famous queens such as RuPaul, Jinx Monsoon. And I may even throw in some Danny LaRue. Yes, drag queens, because I like to theme things, you see. <laughs> See you all next week or see you on Sunday. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with